Hello there, I'm Jordan O'Brien and this is the New Leaf Podcast. Joining me this week for episode 14 of the New Leaf podcast is another one of Friends School's Finest and another one from the infamous lunchtime table, Adam Gregg. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Jordan. Glad to be here. I'm I'm glad, to be on. glad to have you. Uh, we were chatting before we started the podcast and again with the same as Niall. The last time we seen each other was we were in a couple of bars in Belfast last summer yeah, that feels like an absolute lifetime ago. <laughs> it does, and hopefully it's hopefully it's not that long before we're there again. But yeah, that was a. Uh, it's gone so quickly, but at the same time, as you said, it feels a lifetime ago. But, yeah, yeah. Feels, feels like an absolute lifetime ago, and you know places like England are opening up, and they've got beer gardens and stuff, <laughs> and it's sort of that return to normality kind of thing, and hopefully, we're not too far behind it, and I think. Once restrictions start to ease and people can go out and enjoy themselves, you're never going to say no again to anyone once they ask you to go somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. Like, it's, yeah, as you say, it's, you know, things are looking up. Um, you know, we'll, fingers crossed that, that, that it maintains that way. Um, but as you say, yeah, once once everything, you know, hopefully does open up maybe over summer and we're able to even just meet up for, for whatever, you know, that definitely won't be saying no. <laughs> yeah. Even something as simple as getting the ball in a park and eight or nine of us going down and kicking it about again and trying to get outside and relive those lunchtime memories of <laughs> five aside at lunch. Um, we, we shared a few stories a couple of weeks ago with Niall and like a, a few memories and stuff and it's going to be a similar kind of thing as well. So our experiences in school cross over quite a bit. Yeah. But we didn't actually meet each other in school mm-hmm. so where we're recording today Ballon Cash Rangers maybe about 100 yards away from here is where we would have had a little fresh cross pass duel yeah, yeah on, a, on a cold Saturday morning in the Lisburn League um, <laughs> and I think that must have been from about the age of Nine or ten, roughly. That, that does seem like a lifetime ago, not yeah. That, that really does. Yeah, no, that's probably well over ten years, or at least 15, maybe 15, 10, 15 years ago. Like those were some enjoyable times. Just being a kid, waking up on a Saturday morning, getting your cereal into you, and then going off and playing football with your mates, and like no repercussions whatsoever. If you lost, yeah, sure. Next week, it's all right, sure. <laughs> Yeah, life wasn't too serious back then, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, you didn't even realize it when you were doing it, but it was. Yeah, those were good times. Just as you say, not a care in the world. Just if you win, you win. You, you if you lose, you lose. You know, yeah. as, as you get older, things become more serious for some reason. But yeah, I know my 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 Saturday routine was always kick off would be about a quarter past eight in the morning, and it's freezing cold, and you can still <laughs> see like the dew sort of on the pitch and stuff. And then as soon as I came home, I would stick on Soccer AM. And that was me sitting in front of the TV and watch it. And that was my Saturdays as a child Perfect. on the yeah. weekends. And yeah, you, you sort of, you miss those kind of little innocent memories as a child. 
yeah. and you can look back on them and go they were actually really really good days mm-hmm. but it's it's strange how like that's when we met and we didn't even know that eventually then we would go on to school together and have a load of laughs and a load of trips away together and all sorts of things too um and another one of our, our good friends josh gordon as well was one of your fine teammates and i hated playing against you guys <laughs> i hated playing jamara especially when you were just so good and josh was just not. too quick <laughs> tell me that no we, we, we had a first show of battles and i think we had a first show of wins and losses each I think yeah it was always cool. a really competitive game it, it really was yeah and like we were always really good when it came to home games and then we were atrocious when we had to drive at the drumbo i think everyone just got car sick <laughs> it was once you once you've seen once you've seen the church and once you've seen the windy road ahead everyone's stomach was just going mental <laughs> up into the pitch and yeah it's not a nice place to be at eight o'clock on a freezing cold saturday morning but it, it battle hardened you as a kid it's true it's true it teaches a lot of lessons and i know yeah. that pitch at drumbo that was that wasn't a nice pitch at all that was a it was down kind of a wee like from a wee hill and then it was just it was very it was very big if i remember as well it was uh yeah, it's like I hated being a goalkeeper playing with the play park behind me because normally when we got there we were peppered so as soon as the ball went around the back of the net I had to go and fetch it and come back and I was punctured taking a goal kick <laughs> <laughs> completely out of breath but yeah the, the battle hard moments as a kid when you're taking a, a mitre size five and you've got a tattooed on your thigh for school on Monday morning <laughs> it you, you like it you walk you. in yeah, yeah. or like even when we started school together, you used to walk in on the Monday morning and we'd all meet up and go, so how'd you go the weekend? Yeah. And have a chat. And that was sort of the basis for the group of friends that we eventually fell in with in school. Or we were sort of the black sheep of friends for being interested in football and not wanting to take up rugby or hockey. Yeah, that was true. That was, uh, yeah, as you say, like in first and second year, you're always kind of pushed on like. You can see it from the school's point of view. Obviously, they want their their pupils to play rugby hockey, um. But you had to kind of, you had to kind of say no to that, and you had to kind of stick true to your your guns. Which it wasn't easy, but like yeah, and I enjoyed. I think you played. Well, I think you played both. I I played hockey in first year. And I really enjoyed it. And I came to the end. I had to make a decision, and yeah, it was it. It wasn't actually easy at the time, um. But no, I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I yeah, I played up until about third year in school. I played rugby. Yeah, I would have played the rugby matches during school, like mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. But when it came to weekend matches, I played football instead. Yeah. And again, got to about third year and had to decide which which it was which I wanted to pick. And again, yeah. it was football. You know, that's the one I'd always enjoyed, and I loved playing rugby, and I still love watching it, and I'm yeah. always interested in it. But it just wasn't the sport for me to enjoy, and yeah. football was the way forward. You know, uh-huh. e- even in third year I was still able to run <laughs> I was a winger in rugby and if anyone knows me I can't run the length of myself now <laughs> but for some reason I was able to run down the wing and then I was a striker on a Saturday and that transition to well I'm a spectator now let's <laughs> just put it that way I'd rather watch than uh, partake but we had a couple of good funny football moments I think the the seven sides that we got started with like other guys in school yes. um as the yes. AS Roma team 
Yeah, I, 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 rem- I remember it now, actually, how you say that. Yeah, that was one of the ones that escaped my mind, but yeah, they, yeah. they were good ones. Like, we used to, on a Friday, we would try and organise like with another group of pupils, whether it was guys from Wallace or Josh's brother's year, which was a couple of years below, or guys from the year below as well, and you would go down to the leisure plex on a Friday, all get changed there and go in for a kickabout for an hour. I think at one point we had two of the German exchange students come down and play. Oh, yeah. We had Thomas's guest, which was called... Oh, that's going to beat me. But David was the other one. Who was he? David was over visiting James. The Jameses. Oh, and I think he was like a goalkeeper at Schalke. <laughs> like the youth team. And he was just ridiculously good. Like unbelievable. And so was um, Thomas's. German exchange student, uh, just typically German, typically, just yeah. good at football, and oh my god, <laughs> and again, it's just popped into my head, like, you always big up, like, seven-a-side goals, or like, five-a-side goals, and we had one guy in our friend group that always used to come in and go, guys, I seen the best goal at the Astro, and <laughs> right, okay, I've, I've beaten one. I've jinked inside, I've cut onto my left foot and I've bent it into the top corner. It's like, wow, I'll just give you the postcast award straight away, mate. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, like that was one of the, again, one of the really enjoyable things about our friendship group was that was sort of the core basis for all of us being mates. It was football mm-hmm. and we would sit around the table and chat about the week's fixtures or whatever yeah it's probably yeah it's football also like just an interesting kind of sport and even exercise in general as well because like everyone used to you know we used to friendly with was kind of uh, for sport in some sort of way yeah which was which was good obviously you know it gave you that base obviously you didn't talk about it 24-7 it was monotonous but like it was you know it was always that kind of base and you know we had similar interests and yeah as you said it was good to have that kind of not even to fall back on, but it was, it was good to have a kind yeah, of... Yeah, the, the other half of conversations was just normally tearing into each other and who yeah. was the poor victim that week. Probably can't be defeated. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For getting absolutely tortured. Oh, there's definitely some career-ending moments, like, <laughs> if they were to come out in this podcast. But um, another one of, like, the weird interests that we all picked up together was even just watching the NFL. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah, NFL yeah. season sort of overlapped with school. Yeah. So we would, again, games would be on a Sunday and you come in on the Monday and lunchtime and you would maybe talk about, you know, some of the games or did you see yeah. this? And then the the infamous Super Bowl night, which is going to go one mentioned <laughs> <laughs> and is never going to be brought up again. Uh, and it's even something that we've probably continued to chat about even after we've left school. It gets brought up every time, right? but, and rightly so. It was a, uh, it was that was a brilliant, it was a moment. brilliant night. Like it was a this, moment, yeah. Oh, that that kind of those kind of twelve hours from when we kind of started and going to school the next morning. They lived with me to the day I got. <laughs> they were phenomenal. So. For I can't remember if I brought it up before, but it was a Sunday, and I was convinced that <laughs> I was going to be able to get the next day off from mum. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went all hell for leather. It was, I believe it was the Panthers and the Broncos were playing yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And again, it was a really great game from what little bits I remember. <laughs> but yeah, got offensively drunk <laughs> to the point where I think my last drink was maybe about half six. 
it was seven o'clock in the morning. Before up before I left the school. Like, oh, yeah, and yeah. then yeah, got to school and phone mum and was like, yeah, um, I need picked up. I'm not feeling well. And the response was, no, you've made your bed, lie in it. See you when you're home. That that, that I don't know if you remember that car journey in the school was rugby like that was. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I lent over you. I was in the middle seat and I lent across <laughs> you to wave out at Daniel and Niall driving up the Macrolith Road. That was that was to try and shout at them. Oh Christ, that was that's a night that if I could choose to erase it, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> you no, know, you couldn't. I was gonna say you could not. Like. <laughs> it's a story to tell people at least. Uh-huh. But uh, again, one of those really, really stupid things that happened in school and you look back and go, ah, oh, how did I get away with that? How did the teachers even let me away with that? How did I not get in trouble whatsoever? I just, yeah, it's, it's yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just maybe because, you know, coming to the end of upper six, they were maybe a bit more lenient or something, I don't know, but it was, yeah. it was just funny. They probably saw the funny side to it in some way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they saw the funny way. side to it. <laughs> You were shit like, but no, it was a. Uh, oh, I was, oh, I was, I was. That's a good memory. Like that's a good memory. I tell you what, you see the sleep after that. That was amazing. <laughs> Didn't hear from you for about three days. <laughs> oh, no. I tell you what, it felt great. I woke up and was absolutely fine. I think at one point, mum, she told me that she had to come in and check for a pulse. <laughs> Because she started to get worried that I wasn't moving, like I was just asleep in the same spot. I woke up on the so, came home from school on the Monday, mm-hmm. and had football training that night, but obviously wasn't feeling great. So, went straight to bed. Didn't even get changed. I, I literally lay on top of my bed and slept in my uniform. I didn't even get into the blanket, and then I woke up, and it was around six o'clock, and I thought, right, okay, well I've slept and I've missed school, so it's Tuesday. Start getting dressed, putting my boots on, walk down the stairs to head across the pitches for training. And mum looks at me and goes, where do you think you're going? I'm like, oh, well, I've got, I've got football training now. No, no, it's Wednesday. It's banned. <laughs> what? I, I've missed a whole day? Why is that possible? Oh, my goodness gracious me. But, yeah, a, a story that I tell people all the time. You know, like those icebreaker things that, uh, whether at university or you go to like a, a camp or something it's like what's your name how old are you and a random fact <laughs> mine's always I'm Jordan I'm 23 and I was in an alcohol induced coma for 50 hours <laughs> nice to see you guys <laughs> um, what would yours be? well my interest your, oh, your like, icebreaker to put me on the spot put me on the spot you know what no it would be I don't know I think I think I did tell you when I was on my year abroad, I was at I was at the toilet. I was at the urinal beside a one Roberto Carlos. That would probably be my claim <laughs> to fame. That's just the first thing that came to me. It's probably the worst one I could think of. But yeah, well, I mean, it, was, uh, it, it's certainly better than Thomas's having a was beside Martin McGuinness and Stormont. It's just, it's the same kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> same same sort of situation. Isn't that it? that could be an interesting topic. What famous person have you pissed beside? And we'll start this trend. <laughs> and people will go, oh, I peed beside such and such when I bumped into him in some conference in Cardiff or whatever. <laughs> now that could be a new segment of the show. I don't think many people would enjoy that though. Not sure. I'm not sure it'll take off. Um, but you mentioned that you were away there. Um, I'm going to touch on that after because it sort of falls under like your university experiences and mm-hmm. stuff as well. So we all 
split off at the end of 2016 and half of us all went away and you were one of the ones that stayed at home and yeah. decided to do a joint degree yes. in French and Spanish. Yes. Is there any part of you that now looking back that you're almost at your sort of end of your degree mm-hmm. wonders what it would have been like if you had have moved away could you have seen yourself at the time like picking up offers in other universities yeah it's, it's definitely something that you know you have thought of um oh you know what if what what if i you know kind of moved away what if i'd been a bit more you know just be a bit more open to it um but it's, it's, it's like anything you can always look back and say oh what if i've done that what if i've done this at the time, it was, you know, at the time, I probably didn't give it as much thought as I should have, I'll be brutally honest. I was always kind of just set on going to Queen's. And, like, I, I haven't, I don't regret my decision at all, so, you know, I've been really enjoying my time at Queen's. Um, but it was always kind of that. It was always just kind of, yeah, I'll do it, and I'll go to Queen's, and I'll, I'll you know, hopefully they'll take things from there. Looking back, yeah, I probably would have liked to have put a bit more thought into it, but I don't, I don't regret, you know, not going away, even though I probably would have had a, a good experience as well. Well, at least you got to enjoy some sort of travel anyway. So involved mm-hmm. with your degree, um, there was a placement year. And mm-hmm. a friend of ours, Daniel, the year before, had done the the placement that you had went on to do. So just yeah. tell us a little bit what that involved. Yeah, that was... Uh, I kind of I owed that all to Daniel, like I'm not going to lie. He was the one who went to the first event, obviously worked for... Sevilla Football Club, um, which just sounds you know obviously from our our point of view that's 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 the be all and end all isn't it? Um, so he went, and pretty much thanks to him that's how I got to go. You know I have to I have to give it all the credit, Daniel. I had a you know a year, pretty much a year there. Um, absolutely loved it, and now he's back working there, isn't he? So yeah, yeah he's yeah fair play him. So yeah, so you you went away and you were working as part of the media team yeah. on the the English side of um Sevilla and yeah. just tell us about sort of the the daily runnings of what it actually takes to run a social media team or like how it, is it intense because there's times where we've heard from Daniel and he says yeah I just rock in at about 11 o'clock and then finish at four and go home that's that that's 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 literally what the year involved you know, it's, <laughs> it's weird it was it, it it was intense, but it it didn't. It never felt like it. It was very relaxed. I was lucky. I worked with a. I worked with another lad who's from Liverpool, and he was great. He was brilliant. So he was, and yeah, we got on really well and managed to work fine. The most intense moments were probably the most enjoyable, as well. I'd say you know, the things when you had to get stuff, you know, out, get stuff translated, get you know that piece of news out, get. You know, if you're covering a match or whatever, making sure you're up to date and all that sort of stuff, that was intense and you had to do it. But it was it was the most enjoyable as well. Um, but yeah, there were some days where like you knew you'd rock in at half ten, eleven, take an hour for lunch, and then you're back home by like four o'clock. <laughs> which you know, it's not it's not the Sounds worst. Sounds like an absolute <laughs> It was to be fair. Um, obviously the weather helped as well. Like it was it was brilliant, but yeah. So a, a normal. A normal news cycle, so obviously there'll be days in the week where it will be quiet, you quiet, know, yeah. and then coming up to like a Saturday afternoon when league matches are taking place, and like when you're sitting there, 
live tweeting, do you do you wait for and translate the, the the Spanish page and wait for them to post theirs and then you have to straight away or do you just run it as your own? That's that's the kind of thing we kinda not kinda clashed on. It was a lot of the time I think it's the Spanish quite culture, they're they're very relaxed and stuff. Um, obviously when they're tweeting in a football game it's it's, it's pretty co- it's pretty immediate. Um, but yeah, that's the thing that, you know, my mate and I feel when we were there, it's the one thing we kinda annoyed about sometimes because we were wanting to almost do our own stuff. But because we were only kinda interns we weren't, you know, working there as a full time employee, we didn't quite feel we had the power to just go and do our own thing. Now, you know, I see, you know, Daniel and Phil's kinda still working on the side. They've a they're a lot more kind of free to do their own stuff when it comes to like you know, if someone if they score a goal, they'll, they'll instantly put it out even before the Spanish account. Yeah, which is great to see, and I like fair play to them. That's 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 great thing, great to see. We just didn't feel where we had that quite power to do that. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, uh, you were only there sort of on a part time basis, so yeah. you were almost following their lead. But yes. yeah, with exactly. Daniel being there permanently now, he can sort of make that account his own. Yeah, and he and he has he, like he has if, if anyone is on Twitter, Sevilla have had some absolute crackers over the past couple of years, and there's been a few good ones that I've sort of played my hand in. Oh, you have been <laughs> instrumental in that one. I'm thinking I thought was that. that yeah, was so that was if. Brilliant. Everyone can cast their mind back to the transfer window. Was it last I, summer? I, I, think, last I, summer. I, I think it might have been the summer transfer window. It was, it was September. I think it was August, September. Yeah, and um, it was announced that Arsenal were letting go Gunnar Soros. <laughs> and then Sevilla came out with the tweet that Gunnar Soros had signed for them. Uh-huh. And it blew up all over Twitter. Yeah. And it, it was in every news article. I broke myself for about five or six hours learning how to photoshop to make that photograph for daniel <laughs> because he messaged me and was like jordy i need this can you do it yeah and immediately was like yeah no bother sure it can't be that hard and like tutorial after tutorial after tutorial learning how to cut heads off of things and superimpose them on my god that was so tough but <laughs> Oh my god! You see when he posted it, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's actually me! I've done that!" And yeah. then people were sharing it, and it was all over the internet, and it was amazing. <laughs> but those wee kind of bits of humor that even like the Sevilla account, or I'm trying to think of other really good ones. The 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 Bayern Munich one is the another. Bayern, the Bayern Munich, the Bayern Leverkusen one's good. The the AS Roma one is was was always quite good. I haven't seen it from a while, but it was always good. Um. And 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 a thing now like on, on new social media outlets like TikTok, there's so many Championship, League One, League Two teams. Like I I follow the likes of Watford yeah. and Luton Town and Exeter yeah. just because their videos are brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I, again, no association with the club whatsoever, but just like the content they put out, it it attracts people, and yeah. it's the same as like when Daniel puts out a tweet, um. There was, I think there was one tweet that he put out and it might have been when Sevilla were playing, I can't remember if it went to penalties or I can't remember if it was a, it was a last minute save and it was Bono that saved it uh-huh. and then the Mercedes team, the Mercedes F1 team had yeah. quoted it and was like when your tires are gone with the whole Lewis Hamilton thing and his uh, 
his team radio from I can't remember what race it was, but his tire I think it might have been Silverstone or something like that, but his uh-huh. tires were completely dead and that's what he shouted down to the mic. He's like, Bono at <laughs> <laughs> the tweet. But I, I think Twitter's a fantastic place and someone like Daniel pretty much has like the control of Twitter on his phone. Yeah. And it is so strange. Like yeah. um is there any part of you would like to sort of try that again in like a different environment now that you've had kind of the experience for it yeah it was okay look i loved it um i was very very fortunate very lucky to do it you know um and i did love it the only thing was like the actual job itself if i, if I, if I focus in on what i actually did day in day out it just wasn't kind of what i would like to do in the future and it was good to try to know now that you know like you know a lot of the day we'd be sit, sat behind a desk you know in front of a laptop some people that's that, that's what they want to do and that's brilliant for me personally it just wasn't what i personally would like to do in the future and look i'm not taking anything away from it it was it was fantastic and if i got an opportunity like that i probably would say yes especially in a in a, in a foreign country um but yeah in the future social media isn't i'm not i'm not you know i'm not a massive fan or user of social media that much to be brutally honest with you and um, it was you know it was great for that year i needed to learn kind of kind of how to use it if you know what i mean or how to properly like kind of use it and um, which i did learn but it was yeah maybe it's probably not up my street completely yeah, yeah like uh, i think you're, you're accurate there in yourself that you wouldn't have been one of the the bigger users in our group in terms of like Facebook or Instagram or whatever, whereas some people are, you know, you're more of just a a personal interaction. And that's yeah. where you sort of um do most of your engagements like with people in person doing an activity or whatever rather than tweeting all the time or, you know, posting stuff yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, like you know, that's just like that's just like a personal thing. It's nothing like that's just what kind of works for me and that's you know I, th- I feel that everyone's obviously different which is brilliant and every- everyone has different things that work for them for me personally it's just more like i prefer to you know chat to people and you know communicate that way whereas you know we all know social media is, social media is kind of is, is brilliant on the one hand is an essential on the one hand and are in, in this day and age but at the, on the other hand there's a dark side and there's the, there's you know there's all that that kind of you know we could delve it right into and yeah, talk about that like, for hours but yeah and again that that's the real unfortunate side effect of things like you yeah. see that so many people can just get tons of abuse on yeah. on twitter for yeah. a, a tiny thing but it, yeah. it gives a platform to people to immediately go in and just jump at people you know and again there's no real like there's no real consequence for the person saying those things. No, there's not. Like, and again, if you go on and you promote hate speech in your account or whatever and it gets deleted, you just start another one. Just start another one, just rock another one. It's, and it's as quick as that. Like, and that's the real unfortunate side to you know. And like with, with just as an example, we're sitting here and, and Sky Sports is on. I seen it flash up a couple of minutes ago. The the racial abuse that. Glenn Kamara received yeah. from the Slavia Kudela, Pride game. Kudela, yeah, yeah. And Kudela, and there's a couple of times he's supposed to come to England. I think he was supposed to go to Wales as well and never travelled. And then he was supposed to go 
to Arsenal and play Arsenal. there and again never travelled to the UK again as yeah. well but Rangers are doing an interesting thing and in having a media blackout for a week mm-hmm. just again you know try and highlight the yeah. issue that you yeah. know has been involved in football since football began it's it's you know it's an issue that goes way beyond football and sport like the, the you know any anywhere on social media it's it's a strange place like as I, as I say you could talk about it for hours and you could discuss it for hours but it's you know that's it's one thing I'm quite wary of myself personally is that it's you know I find a lot of people take things at face value very easily these days you know they see something online and that's immediately gospel that's immediately oh, right and it's something that kind of annoys me because it's like you know it shouldn't be that easy to, to form an opinion you know everyone kind of has an opinion on things which you know some people will say it's good some will say it's bad you know maybe they shouldn't if they don't know enough about it but yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something that, that needs looking into. I think that's one thing as well, is like people are very quick to have an opinion on something that they don't know nothing about just to try and fit in. Like It's yeah. completely acceptable to have no feeling or no opinion on a topic whatsoever. There, exactly. there seems to be a need for people on social media to jump on a bandwagon kind of thing. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. It's you know, it, it's to just try and fit in. Sometimes it's like, oh, you need to ha- you need to know everything about this so you can have this exact same opinion that we have, so that you have to fit in with yeah. us. Whereas, like, you know, people should be comfortable enough saying, look, I, I don't know enough about it, so I, I don't know enough to have form an opinion on it. If yeah. you know what I mean? And um, maybe I should, maybe I, maybe I will need to do you know, yeah, research to form an actual opinion on something. Um, but yeah, that's the thing, you know, people seem think as well like if you don't have the same opinion as me then we can't get on which is which is something that just doesn't make sense i know it, it's very tribal all of a sudden now like yeah we we can't get on because yeah we we differ on this this topic or whatever it may be yeah and it's a really strange mindset to have like mm-hmm. just to automatically feel that you're different from someone on one or two things yeah you know rather than like there may be loads of things that you have in common yeah but just because you disagree on that one thing you're suddenly like nah not the person to think they are or whatever or suddenly your opinion of them has changed because that's the way they yeah. are yeah like i seen a couple of things on twitter that annoy me especially is like for example someone will have said something 10 or 11 years ago yeah and it gets brought up and thrown in their face yeah. 10 or 11 years later yeah in those 10 or 11 years they could have completely changed as the person they are uh-huh. and no longer agree with what they said because they have become more educated yeah in terms of whatever it is they've said they will be tarnished with that tweet or that text or that <laughs> voice note from 10 or 11 years ago yeah. and will be made to pay for it Rather than them accepting that they've done wrong yeah. and then the people that have confronted them about it going, right, when you've clearly changed and we accept that, there's this whole cancel culture yeah. phenomenon of uh, that's it. Like, you should have never done that. If that was the case for every single person in the world, you oh. could probably go through that person's family yeah. <laughs> and go back as far as even just their grandparents and you would find that at some point that they would have said something at their period of time yeah. 
that would have been acceptable yeah or like a turn of phrase or whatever yeah and now it isn't acceptable yeah uh, and they would be looked at in a completely different light rather than sort of giving them a bit of circumstantial leeway almost yeah it's you know no one you know everyone kind of says things they shouldn't say everyone makes up mistakes like that if you know what I mean and that's one of the dangerous social media you know you have to be very careful what you post because you never know what, how it's going to come back to bite you like um, but yeah as you say like no one's you know everyone tries to do well tries to abide by what they see is right and you know yeah it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one like. yeah there's there's a few people that I have I've spoken to over these past couple of years that maybe I didn't get on with when I was younger or I formed a different opinion of them just because of maybe who I was friends with yeah or maybe there were events in and around school or whatever that made me think of a person in a certain way and I've been completely honest with them and said like look now my opinion has completely changed because I've got to know you xyz whatever but before i had this opinion and you know i i've like apologized to people for like what i have done and again you know even stupid things you've done in school yeah, yeah. um and like i'll sit here on a thursday or a friday night or whatever night and something stupid pops in your head and you think why did i even do that like yeah, <laughs> yeah at the time it was funny but sometimes you think and you go was it really though like how did that person feel when I threw glue in their hair or like <laughs> something ridiculous as that? But like, that's that, that's one, of, yeah, just to go back off this tangent that we've just varied off into, um, that, that dark side of Twitter is a very, very dark place and like, people, you know, celebrities, like icons, like to us, yeah. people like Thierry Henry, who is a god yeah. to us as Arsenal fans, being, completely abused to the point where he deletes his social media uh-huh. and the same with so many other players as well in recent times it's like it's sad yeah it's 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 down almost like the, the authorities know obviously like twitter facebook whatever wasn't set up for this and the, the people in charge when they were setting it up you know obviously i have no idea but i would guess that they didn't set up for this reason it's just went way out of control and my you know the only worry is that it's, it's going f- too far out of control is kind of like a worry and kind of like it's probably the truth as well like it's it gets to a point where you don't even know who's saying what you know if it's a real person or not and yeah it's it's just like as it has it gone too far they even bring back the initial setting normal and, and that's like the strange thing as like as a child, you're told about like the dangers of the internet and not everything on it is real and not everyone on it is real. Yeah. And then you grow up and you're you're in adulthood and then you look at Twitter and again, there's people on it that are not real. Some are quite funny. You know, some are little party accounts and you have a little giggle and some yeah. of the stuff they say is fun, but then there's yeah. again that twist inside where they're not real and they're there just to abuse and yeah. torture and and target people in a really sort of nasty way. Yeah. And again, even when we were in school, like I sat and thought about this the other day. Do you remember things like Split and Ask FM and oh, all yeah. those anonymous little websites that yeah, I you, you would them. you would sit there and go, 
oh, I'm bored, so let's see what people want to ask me anything. And like, mine was always boring because I wasn't interested enough to get asked questions, so I never had to answer any. But in particular, like, girls especially would just get like nasty things said yeah. or like really dirty and crude. sort of, yeah. yeah, crude kind of messages yeah. sent to them. And even still now, that happens. Yeah, it's 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 maddening. It's it's maddening. It's madness to to think that that's that's still happening. That people are feel it's okay to say those sorts of things. I feel it's that there's nothing wrong with it. It's 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 mad to think that there are some people that genuinely feel it's acceptable. You know, you do wonder how you know how they they feel that some of the things that they're saying are acceptable to say, um, to anyone, but especially you know females do get it. You know, a lot worse than that. Yeah, it's it's a very, very, very difficult mind feeling once you go into that because we don't really, well, we don't have any experience of that kind of thing whatsoever. You know, we've never had to walk down the dark alleyway and start worrying about ourselves or, like, have the text every half hour, 45 minutes where you are and what you're doing. Like, yeah. I can go out and do things without thinking of the repercussions, but again, a, a, a female will have all these thoughts because the kind of societal behaviours towards them make them think in that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and it is really sad, and you know, being being an older brother, and I said before, it, it shouldn't take you to be a father of a daughter or mm-hmm. an older brother or whatever it should just be your automatic mindset from the start yeah but being an older brother and having like those worries like my yeah. sister is that age where she is coming towards like the end of adolescence and is, you know Judy's three years away from being 18 yeah and that, that again is a frightening thing for me you know once she is older and she starts to do her old things and yeah. Whether it comes to God help, but dating any dating anyone because our family is not the easiest. Like we're all just nuts. But like anyone in this day and age, in and around sort of the thirteen to sixteen bracket, yeah. I can only imagine is like a really really weird kind of upbringing. If yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah. in terms of like technology and anonymity and not knowing who you're really talking to and all those dangers that we were told about when we were in school um but yeah thinking about those websites where you could go on and without any repercussion write such a vile message yeah or it's scary that you can still do that yeah probably good yeah it it really is It, it is frightening um that, that's enough dark chat for now. I want to try and lighten it up again, um, like a, a serious topic. But again, you know, it, it's some it's some food for thought to try and think about, like, um, in terms of social media and stuff. Like, it does have its its dark sides, but as we said, it has its good sides. You know, yeah, yeah. and you can you can sit and you can enjoy social media, and it it can be when used in the right way, a really fun tool and a really interesting way of, of finding out news and stuff and whether it is like running a, a social media team for a football club you know that that again yeah. that's different that's something new within the last 10 years yeah you true. know 
True. And it's in new way of news, and I still get notifications on my phone from Sevilla and still have updates <laughs> and stuff, and I would Daniel's still follow. I want to point out as well, if Daniel is listening, I placed an order about a year and a half ago, maybe even two years now, and I'm still waiting for it. He, 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 and he said if I remember correctly he was going to run that up as soon as he got out there oh absolutely last August September yep haven't seen still waiting so I still have the receipt and everything and I, I spent a good bit of money in the club shop oh yeah it's because it's, it's not cheap <laughs> it's it not really cheap. is not cheap it, it was the cheap. sale but that by god it wasn't really a sale no <laughs> it, it was like five euro off or whatever <laughs> but I spent a good bit of money and I'm still waiting on, they'll probably not even fit me now by the time they come here with a full year and a bit of lockdown but um, Daniel if you do come round to listen to this episode is there any chance I can have my money back <laughs> or I'll wait for restrictions to lift and we'll get back over again because oh. I want to bring up now that Sevilla trip oh and oh my word there's so many memories so many great stories yeah. so many things learned like mm-hmm. where do we start so yeah it was just obviously it was when Daniel was there on during his uni year um, and the year before I went and uh, Niall yourself and, and I went went over to visit him and it was we were only there for I think maybe two three nights but it was oh, it was, some it was four days trip. it was a, a Friday to Monday, I think it was. Uh, it was yeah, it was, it was something like that, and it was uh, that was brilliant. Wasn't yeah. that? Like, so I was at uni at the time in Bristol. So you and Niall made your way down to Dublin and got together yes. and Went flew there. Dublin to Sevilla. Yes, and I flew yeah. from Bristol to Sevilla. Yeah, and because you 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 right you arrived a bit before we did because I remember because Daniel was in work and you were wandering about the place, weren't you? Yeah, it was like it was like four hours, like yeah. before you guys landed. Like I landed uh around the morning time. Like my flight was at like seven o'clock in the morning or something like that, yeah. or eight o'clock in the morning, and I got there for about lunchtime. Yeah. And yeah, met up with Daniel, and he came. We had lunch in this little tiny restaurant across um from the stadium. Yeah. Uh, and again the food was lovely and the weather was lovely and again yeah just took it down to round and then eventually met up with you guys when you got in from the airport yeah and even just being there like you're in the south of Spain you're not near the coast really but no. like no. Uh, the heat is it's, it's, unbelievable it's powerful, like yeah but it gets so cold at night like you, you go yeah. from like 26 27 degrees during the day to about four yeah. So if you get caught in shorts, you've had it. Yeah, <laughs> it really is like that drastic of a change. But yeah, we went over and the the Friday was sort of just exploring a little bit and seeing some of the sights and the stuff. And then was the match on the Saturday. Was on the Saturday afternoon, yeah. The match um, was on the Saturday, and not interestingly enough, but when we were over, the president of Sevilla had died. The day we got yeah, there, it was yeah, yes, yes, because that, because that's why Daniel was he was caught up in work for yeah, us. because we, we were with Daniel, and the next minute was oh, I need to go in. The president just died, yeah. <laughs> our and, former president, or something. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and he had to run in and quickly do all social media, and then I can remember standing there when they had like the coffin and brought it into the stadium, and they brought uh-huh. it up um as he lay in wake in uh-huh. the stadium, and then I can't remember if it was the Saturday or the Sunday. It could have been the Saturday was then 
we went to the match. And we, Sa- uh, the match was on the Saturday, if I, if I remember correctly. And it was an it was an early enough kickoff, I think, as well. Yeah. So we were there, and it was Sevilla, and they were playing. You probably never heard of it. it was Barcelona? They were playing some little <laughs> tiny team in Spain. Um, again, you'll not know who they are. Um, trying to get a picture of this guy called Lionel, and. <laughs> We, we were standing and again I've been searching and searching for like I don't know how long to try and find that footage because we were standing in and amongst the crowd when like, the national TV in Spain were doing the interviews and there yes. I was standing in the background shouting <laughs> screaming and roaring <laughs> just vamos <laughs> trying to fit in this big pasty Northern Irish lad stand with all these sort of chisel jawed well tanned <laughs> Spaniards um, so yeah we're at the ground and the Barca bus turns up and all the players get off and everyone's like where, where is Messi and then like five minutes later he eventually steps off the bus and everyone goes mad and everyone wants to see him we go in and then witness history yeah literally we witnessed his 50th career hat trick uh-huh. and like my mind was completely blown. Like we were sitting, we had good seats. We we had very good very seats, good and seats. like, they they cost a bit, but it was definitely worth well, it in terms of like what we got. Like we got, what six goals? Yeah, six goals and a messy hat trick. You know, what worth it was for? It was worth every single cent. Yeah. But I can remember we were sitting, sitting in and around having some food with Daniel. And then Daniel was like, you want to make sure you're in before kickoff. Yeah. Right, okay. Because, like, with Northern Ireland matches and stuff, you normally rock in. It's like a couple of months has gone. You're like, run to your seat already. Like, <laughs> if you're anything like me, um, or you're running from the bar, they're quickly down, you're trying to get your drinks into you. Um, it's like, make sure you're in the stadium before kickoff. It's like, right, okay. And um, they played a big highlight reel of all of the things that the former president had done you know like his president at the time when they went on their hot streak of I think it was two Europa Leagues and then three Europa Leagues mm-hmm. I think it was right I yeah. can't remember I can't, I can't, I can't, yeah I probably should know but I can't, I can't quite remember when he was the president but yeah it was 7, 8, 8, 9 and then like the, the 14, 15 and 16 season Europa when they done it with um, Emery yeah um and then it was the music came on and they started singing this anthem mm-hmm. and like I have it on video and I posted it on Twitter uh-huh. and like had hundreds of likes from Sevilla fans uh-huh. and yeah I was like stunned <laughs> I couldn't believe it it was unbelievable it would be I would put it on the same level as like you never walk alone it's it's that Anfield it is in Spain. It is not feet like it's, it's not famous. You know, it is as you say on that level of, you know, whether or not you're a Liverpool fan, you you should be able to appreciate. You never walk. You'll never walk alone when it's sung and it's you yeah know, for the stadium. The Sevilla one is like that, and it's it's very, you know, you can see it how much it matters to the people yeah. of Sevilla and the, not well the fans of Sevilla. Not, not yeah. Sevilla split in two, but. And the fans of Sevilla, you can see how much like it yeah. really matters to them. And again, it's a club anthem written about Sevilla and yeah. like what it means to them. And you know, like a family of red and white, and yeah, 
you know what it means to them and looking into the history of the club and yeah you were like I can remember in the first half you were sitting in front of me and now was sitting to my left I think it was uh-huh. Uh-huh. and like I can remember we were just looking at each other in awe like <laughs> I don't know a lick of Spanish <laughs> yet I was picking up the words and was clapping along and it was like I was born and reared right there in, yeah. the, in the city uh-huh. and like it was a little bit emotional obviously with the events of the president and stuff yeah. and there was like a different kind of atmosphere to it yeah. and there was more passion and stuff and there was like grown men crying beside me and you could see how much this club meant to them Yeah, and then you get into the match and Sevilla are 2-1 up and you know Messi has scored an unbelievable volley with his left foot and like we're right behind it and you see it bend into the corner you're like oh my god <laughs> And then he goes and scores with his right foot into the top corner, and you're like, "Oh my god!" And then he takes it round back, like, and chip, and like, "Oh my god!" It's like I have witnessed one of the greatest players ever scoring yeah. a hat trick in front of me, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. I've seen the big three: Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, David Haley. The, the big three scoring hat tricks in big games, but that was that was an unbelievable trip. Even just for the football alone. Even for that, for those 90 minutes it was. But the rest of it was brilliant. You know, I think on the Sunday, we did, we, that's when we did our sightseeing. We eventually got dragged ourselves out of, out of bed, whatever we are, and went and did. And yeah, I think that's when I... I certainly fell in love with the city then. I'm sure you and Hal yeah. were the same thing. Like, there, was, there was one place we went to, and it was it was really, really beautiful. And it was... I can't remember the name of it, but we seen, like, the, the burial site of... Christopher Columbus and uh, we were walking around and we seen a lot of the cathedrals and stuff and the, the tower in Sevilla yeah. and then we also seen I can't I think it might have been the film set for one of the scenes in in Star Wars in Star yeah. Wars yeah there's a lovely big courtyard and there's like a little sort of moat that goes around it where you can yeah. like get into a little boat and paddle around and again you were standing there and it was Amazing to look yeah, at. Yeah, that's that's the yeah that's the Plaza de España, and it's it's one of the yeah it's one of the most beautiful places you'll ever you'll ever visit. Like as you say, it was actually the film one of the segments in in Star in one of the Star Wars movies. I can't actually. remember if it was. The, I think it might have been the Phantom Menace. It was, it was, it was one of those. I think kinda, it was. Yeah, um, if if yeah. I can find like a, a comparison photo, I'll stick it up on the Instagram. But again, this place is fantastic to oh, look at, and yeah. again, there's so many bits of Sevilla that we didn't really get to see. We were stuck mm-hmm. in the city centre, but again, you can jump onto the metro, and like you can be on the other side in no time as well. That was the handy thing too with Sevilla, um, and then just to touch on the nightlife in Sevilla, like it is completely <laughs> different from here. It's different, yeah. It's different. It's it's yeah. It's, it's, like, it's even fun. just like the whole sort of day, like you know your work day, and then when you have your dinner, and then when you go out with yeah. your mates or whatever That's as good. well. It's completely different. It's completely different, and it's it, it was it took a while. We wanted to get used to it first. I have to admit, um, you know the the kind of weather, the cult that kind of dictates, you know when you kind of eat, and um, especially at night, you know when you're having your main kind of meal you know, a lot of people have that a lot later out there, you know, you're talking like, I live with some people who didn't have their dinner until like 10, half, 10, 11 at night, and then after that, you know, if, if you're going out or whatever you're doing, you do that afterwards, you know, sometimes you're not going out until one o'clock in the morning, which for me was, was, was difficult to get used to, like I was, I was already wrecked by then, like, but, um, yeah, that's, 
that's just the change in the culture. It's a difference, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so. There was one Erasmus club that we all went to, and I think like you, <laughs> you and Daniel had coached us this phrase, just like I'm an Erasmus student, and we just walk up to the door, give them our ID utter this dude. bullshit Spanish and then you go and this cheap drinks all night and it's people our age and, and yeah I think at like 3 o'clock I was standing yawning oh I was right I, I was yawning and I said Daniel I need your house key I go home yeah. <laughs> booked myself an Uber and was like this is the address can you take me thank you and was, I was just shattered and then Daniel I think came in at like 7 o'clock bunched up beside me in bed couple hours sleep and then yeah we were up the next day and like sightseeing but that yeah. whole like later kind of culture I'm sure did take a while yeah. one thing you did discover and you didn't know this about me was uh, I'm actually a decent cook you're, you're a brilliant cook <laughs> uh, you're, you're far too modest Jordy. you are you're one hell of a cook yeah that was that was that was some days I remember um, I think that, that was that was our last night wasn't it and you cooked up this storm and then there was about three liters three and a half litres of beer untouched and well <laughs> that went down a treat as well it, it, you wouldn't want to say it going to waste <laughs> you know so that was a very that was a very hungover trip I eventually flew home with you guys into Dublin and then had to get a separate connecting flight from Dublin over to Bristol then yeah to then get my and again that was a whole rigmarole getting home but again while I was at uni having that little touch with home like and yeah. I'm sure it was the same for Daniel too. You yeah. know, he was in this completely different culture, and then suddenly he was out with his mates for a couple of days. Yeah. You know, and and, and I'm sure it was enjoyable for him as much as it was for us. You know, I still, oh, yeah. I still think back to that trip and how much I want to go back and like, mm-hmm. yeah. e- even, Brilliant. even just to go back and experience another match and go and see some more sights more around Sevilla, yeah. more like adult kind of things rather than just going for the drink and the nightlife and <laughs> well. stuff because you'll mix that in eventually but like yeah getting on now I can't hack it as much but um no I, I really enjoyed every minute away and again fell in love with uh, a new football club and would and would follow them quite regularly exactly yeah. yeah you know I'm getting the tweet updates so <laughs> the fun will be going nuts you know with some sort of news and I'll go oh there's Daniel there <laughs> that's Daniel messaging me then yeah. or like he managed to get into the the Chelsea Porto game which was being played man. Like, yeah. at um, Sanchez Pizuan yeah. exactly just he, he's living the high life like he is indeed he is indeed and you know pretend we're not jealous but inside uh, <laughs> I know exactly uh, like yeah. what, what do you do for a living I work for a football club as social media on a translator like, that just sounds like so good yeah like getting to go to the games and stuff and you know and at a very very good club and a competitive club oh, as yeah. well you know yeah, so they are colossal when it comes to like european uh-huh they're renowned they are, yeah they are exactly renowned. like yeah. you know for europa leagues and stuff like they are the real madrid uh-huh. of that competition and are always and they are always competitive in La Liga Champions as well and when they get into the Champions League they always put up a fight too and again it's just something for me to look out for you know yeah. the scores and stuff oh I wonder how they get on tonight or again if I'm at a, if I'm at nothing that night oh they're they're playing away to set the big goal or whatever yeah stick it on the TV and watch it and 
you know it's it's something different you sort of follow along and you, you pick up some of the, the players and yeah people like myself and a lot of people in my position have, have kind of missed as well is um you know whatever you do whatever you kind of did for a pastime or a hobby or like a escape mechanism it's kind of been taken away you know that that's this, this massive part of a lot of people's lives kind of taken away in an instant and it was yeah it's yeah, it's, it's, it's been weird to kind of to kind of think of it like that. Yeah, it? even yeah. just having some of it on the TV, like not necessarily getting out and and being able to train with your club or whatever, but yeah. just having it to even watch and engage with once more and, and chat to people about yeah. is just a relief for so many people. And like you mentioned about hobbies and stuff, like over the past 12 months, you know, I've picked up new hobbies, you know, I've started playing golf rather than going out and playing football and enjoying yeah. it more and, you know, a lot of people have, have discovered a new skill that they thought they were never able to do but they've had the time now to be able to reflect and go, right, well, I've got pretty much a year where I'm not taken up with as many things so mm -hmm. what can I yeah. do or what can I achieve? So when I look back, I don't think I've completely squandered that time yeah, I think and, that's, and missed out. Yeah, I think that's a very, very important thing to say. Is that like a lot of people I feel will be looking back and being like, "Oh, it's like a year wasted," or like, "Oh, like I didn't get to do this or do that." But like, I think it is you know important to try and look at it with a, with a slightly positive lens and be like, "Oh, like what did you do?" If you know what I mean, like try and look at it that way instead of like thinking about the stuff that you didn't get to do. Try and focus on what you did get to do, and if you say, "What did you? What new things did you learn?" What what just what kind of what, what new things did you do or what did you try and yeah I think that's definitely something that hopefully we'll carry on after you know hopefully we get back to some sort of normality soon and um, I'm sure that we'll, we'll carry on into that yeah well, well fingers crossed that we're gonna follow the ways that England and Wales <laughs> are now and we'll be able to sit outside in the beer garden and well what's what's left of us at home we're all able to to get together and fingers even when crossed. the guys come back for a few weeks we'll, we'll definitely make sure that we do something whether it's sitting having a pint in Belfast or having a pint in someone's back garden or having a pint in the park as long as there's a pint involved I don't mind yeah I'm, I'm with you on that one like, yeah. <laughs> just to have a drink with each other and, and reminisce again and I'll maybe bring a microphone along and, and see what sort of follows out <laughs> although I'd almost be scared listen Adam it's been great having you on the podcast today uh, again Really enjoyed it and had a, a real good catch up with you. Yeah, so have I. It's been a pleasure to be on my journey. It's been, I've really enjoyed being here and yeah, thanks once again. It's brilliant what you're doing, so keep up. Yeah, it's, it's, keep up it. It, today's episode I think has given a lot of food for thought in, in, in so many different ways. And um, again, you know, it, it feels like only yesterday we were, we were sitting in the Thirsty Goat and we were all having <laughs> drinks and stuff. And that whole table service thing was completely new to us. Yeah. I think that's now going to be like, the way bars look forward and stuff yeah. it, it's so strange but you know yeah. there's a new norm to things listen guys that's everything for episode 14 of the new leaf podcast make sure as well you go over to spotify catch up on any episodes that you might have missed also as well go over to the instagram new leaf podcast and check it out over there follow us like share comment and any engagement and any feedback you guys have as well is always welcome and that's it then until next week. So for now, guys, everyone, stay safe. Take pride in everything you do. And remember, you're all superstars. See you later. <laughs>